Thank you for this Wisdom Wednesday question. Now, something that is untrue that I believed for too long was the cliche of fake it till you make it. Now, this has been thrown around in athletics, business, education, that you need to be fake in some type of skill or attribute of how you're condoning yourself in order to be more aligned with what you're trying to achieve. This couldn't be so much further from the truth because if you try to be fake, you don't actually understand how to be one with that skill or attribute or whatever you're trying to pursue because you're doing something just to copy someone else who's actually learned how to do those things from within in order to project those into reality. So we don't need to fake it till we make it. We need to learn to instill real confidence from within, love ourselves from within, have patience within, and then from there, be ourselves. Thank you for this great question, Toya. It's amazing that you're a publisher because I actually just had a book released called The Power of Mental Toughness and the Ways to Unlock That Hidden Potential for Your Athletic Performances. As well, moving forward, the next books I'd like to write is The Power of Mindfulness and then The Power of Meditation. So definitely, if I have the chance, those are what I'll be moving forward towards. And I have a lot of content already created for this. So definitely, they will be coming true and fruitioning in the near future. It's just a matter of having the right team. And uh, definitely reach out for anyone who wants to get a copy of The Power of Mental Toughness. On my profile, you can click the link to the website. And right there on the homepage, you'll be able to get your copy as soon as possible. So such a great read for anyone who wants to really dive in and be a better athlete. But just also have a deeper perspective of what real mental toughness is all about. Thank you for this great question. Now, in my experiences and having knowledge in this field, the qualities of a long-term thinker, hmm, let me think about it. <laughs> Typically, I would say most thinkers at times can be very, seem withdrawn or stoic from their emotions because when you're being very logical, at times you're not going to be expressing a lot of emotions because the energy is being put within to all the thoughts that you can be imagining. As well, they tend to be very poised, clear in their responses because they've had the time to think about what they're actually going to say. They tend to be very well-spoken, have a lot of integrity and value of what they're speaking, and very patient in how they deliver the message that they've been thinking about. So usually very poised and calm. Thank you for this great question. And it's definitely difficult to reflect and think about just one teacher that I would say is my favorite because I've had so many great ones along the journey and I've enjoyed so many different subjects because of those teachers. If I had to narrow it down to just one, the one that stands out the most to me is my grade 10 drama teacher. And I say this because she was one of the kindest, nicest, most positive and outgoing people I've had along my experiences with different professors and teachers. As well, being in a drama class, it can be a little bit of a drag if you have a teacher who doesn't really push you to do uncomfortable things and get you out of your own shell to learn that maybe you were better at something than you realized or you could have did more in another aspect, but it helped me grow to being a better communicator and just learning to try new things and challenge myself. Thank you for this great question, man. Definitely a cool story of perseverance in my life. 
When I was 15, I made the choice to move away from home, away from my friends and my parents, to live with my brother and his wife in Whitby, which is just outside Toronto, and my hometown is Sarnia, which is three hours from there. So definitely a good move. Now, I was pursuing playing for Team Ontario at the time, which was a big step in my baseball career, being able to go to the next level of competition and training and performance. However, they were not able to take me to practices and take me to different places for training on my own time. So I had to coordinate with teammates in order to get rides, but my teammates didn't want to come all the way to my house because they were driving as well from a far distance. So I would walk many kilometers to catch a ride. They'd drop me off at the gas station. I'd walk another amount of kilometers to get home. And it didn't matter if it was rain, shine, cold, or hot. I made the effort to get there so that I could get to practice. Thank you for this great question. Now, thinking about some unattractive habits, I would have to say definitely someone who's unorganized and as well not hygienic. That would really bug me. I like things to be in its right space and in its right place. So as well, keeping yourself clean in your mind, body, and soul is a big part of a healthy life. As well, anyone who smokes or over drinks, anything like that, definitely unattractive. As well, someone who likes to never own up to their own actions or what they've said, so likes to blame others. And for sure, someone who wants to sit there on the couch all day and just play video games or watch TV. So those types of habits are somewhat associated with potentially lazy people or someone who has less ambition and those would be the ones that would bug me the most and what I would find unlikable. Thank you for this great question, Holly. For me, this month has quite a few things happening that I'm looking forward to, but I would say the number one thing that I'm looking forward to is starting my next chapter with my beautiful girlfriend one day to be my wife. We are finally moving into our own apartment and it's in a beautiful location and has everything we could need and more. So we are beyond excited to start this next chapter and really dive into everything we could achieve in our book that we're writing together. So that is really beautiful for us. I'm so excited that we got this opportunity. It all worked out well. Everything really flowed effortlessly and we did so much searching to find the right spot. And before you know it, it just manifested itself right in front of us. As well, we have some cool things we're going to for some meditations, and I have the opportunity to speak to City Council for a new sport recreational center. So lots to think about. Thank you for this great question. Now, this is really interesting because I would have to say I feel multiple ages based on what I'm describing. Now, when it comes to my mind, I am very fortunate and grateful that through conscious living and being meditative, I feel pretty elder. I would be somewhere around the 70s, I would say, in my mind and how I live. I'm very much a homebody. I like being at home with my girlfriend. I do not party. I do not get into things that are, you know, of that nature. But in my heart, I feel like a seven-year-old child where I feel carefree, I'm playful, I'm joyful, and just living in the moment as best as I can. And depending on how many sports I play or how hard my workouts are, my body can feel anywhere in between that age gap, uh, just depending on the day. So, you know, there's a range, but that's how I feel. Thank you for this Wisdom Wednesday question. And if there was a recurring theme in my life, I would say it's about being as present and as patient as possible. 
something I remind myself every day of is many of the attributes I want to align with through my affirmations, but one specifically so much is patience and being as present in the moment as possible. Because when you are present, you give yourself the opportunity to feel joy, to feel real happiness, and to accept abundance into your life. You have to be vibrating at the frequency to actually attract what you want into your life. Your reality is based off manifestations that you are creating with your mind, using your thoughts, words, and actions. So my theme is always be as present as possible and be patient during the process and just love the journey. And that's what life's about. Thank you for this Mindful Monday question. And so far, the most adventurous thing I've done is gone snowboarding out in Banff, Alberta. That is in Canada for anyone who's in the States. But it's such a beautiful scenery. And I had the privilege of going to Sunshine and Lake Louise uh, ski resorts. They're absolutely gorgeous. And the views you take in are just priceless. So not only did we get the opportunity to snowboard at somewhere around 8,000 feet, but also had the opportunity to do some hiking at Sulphur Mountain, which was a great experience. Got to really feel the thin air, see the effects of being at altitude when trying to do some type of cardiovascular movement, and it was just an amazing experience all around. So that is the most adventurous thing so far, but we will see what the rest of the journey brings my way. Thank you for this great question, Sarah. Now, when it comes to synchronicities, this is the universe letting you know you are on the right path, either for enlightenment or some type of intuition, but you're guiding yourself towards a more spiritual and conscious route. When synchronicities start happening, potentially with certain individuals or timing of an event at a place that you're going to, there is never anything that happens by coincidence. It is all by the universe being a reflection of what you have going on within you and what you are manifesting in your thoughts and your mind. So based on the actions you are taking, the universe will guide you on either your right path or your wrong. So if you're having a lot of accidents and things that feel odd, most likely you're not on your best path. But if you're seeing 11-11, 12-12, and a lot of signs that you're uplifting your consciousness, you are on the right one. As always, stay strong, stay consistent, stay healthy, and keep developing yourself. Level up.